Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where I'm going to help you learn a whole bunch of words that you can use to describe things. I did a lesson on this a while ago and it was a very popular lesson. People who are learning English love to learn it seems how to describe people and things and places and animals. I think I did one on as well. So, I thought I would look up uh about 35, 40 words uh again that you can use to describe things and I will go through this lesson uh and talk about them a lot. Remember, this is more than a vocabulary lesson. It's important to also listen to the phrases I use during this English lesson uh, as I describe each and every word. So, uh once again, welcome to this English lesson uh about describing things. Part two. Hey, before we get started, just a few things to note. One, I was gonna thank Todd and Dave but I think Dave can't make it and I hope Todd shows up but if not, this might be the first lesson ever where there's no moderator. We'll see what happens. I think that things will be quite calm and polite regardless. So, we'll see. Uh I was gonna mention something else. There is no live lesson tomorrow. Just so you know, tomorrow is my Saturday off but uh and some of you were inquiring about the live lesson schedule during Christmas. I will make sure I get that information to you. We're not quite there yet. It's only December 10th. So, there will definitely be a live stream next week um and I think even the week after. So, we'll we'll see how things go. Anyways, hi to Rod and Olga and Linda and Judith and Ricardo and Ruslan and Sergey and Wong and Eugene from Etobicoke I know is here. Gonna be putting bumpers on his Jeep after the lesson I think. So, anyways, let's get this lesson started. The first word is smooth. There are a number of different words in here. Some you'll know and some maybe you don't know. Smooth is probably a word you know. In this picture, you can see that they have probably marble countertops and when you slide your hand on a countertop like this, it's very smooth. It's not Um there's no bumps. There's no roughness to it. It's a very smooth surface. People often in their kitchens like to have a smooth surface. They like their countertop to be smooth because when something is smooth, it's easy to clean. It's easy to um wipe off if you have like a towel or a cloth uh and it's easy to keep it um yeah, I'm saying clean but also Um ready to prepare food. It's nice to have a smooth surface so you can keep it clean so that you can prepare food safely. The opposite of course is rough. This is sandpaper. If you look at the um thumbnail for this lesson, I had some bricks on there. Sandpaper is very rough. When you slide your hand along it, it doesn't go easily. It's very rough. It can even hurt a little bit sometimes. When you pick up a brick, if you are making a wall with bricks, the sides of the bricks are usually very rough. Um they could be smooth but normally bricks that I've seen have been fairly rough on the outside. Uh when you have something rough, you can make things like sandpaper that you can rub. You can rub sandpaper on wood in order to make the wood smooth. So, it's interesting that something that's rough like sandpaper can be used to make something like wood smooth. Very, very cool. We also have the word reflective. Let me make this bigger. You can see this person is skating on ice. They are not walking on water. They are skating on ice and the ice is reflective. I think they're skating. It looks like they have skates on their feet. 
When something is reflective, it means it is like a mirror. If we go back to the countertop, you'll notice it's a little bit reflective as well. And certainly, when ice freezes and is very smooth, the ice becomes reflective. Sometimes, a really nice car will have a paint job which reflects light really well and the car itself is quite reflective. People sometimes enjoy having a car that's quite that's painted in a way to be reflective. But when something is reflective, it is like a mirror. Rusty. When you leave things outside that are made of uh iron or steel, eventually they rust. The air, I think the oxygen and the metal together create rust. Rust is this brown substance. Um I had an old truck in my driveway for a year and people were commenting on how it looked really rusty. When something is rusty, um it's usually old and it's definitely made of metal. In fact, the other day, I hooked my trailer up to my van and I noticed the hitch on my trailer was very rusty. So, I got a wire brush and I used the wire brush to clean the rust off of it. It was very rusty. Um rust's not good. Rust means that something is starting to fall apart. And we also have the word damaged. When something um looks like this window, we say that it is damaged. It is no longer whole. It is no longer the way it used to be. Um so, when something is first made, we say it is brand new but eventually, it starts to get worn out and eventually, if something happens to it, it can be damaged. If you drop your phone, I don't have my phone here. Uh if your phone hits the ground really hard, it might it might be damaged and then you would say, ah, oh, my phone is damaged. It no longer works. I broke it. We also have things like the word used. When you buy something that isn't brand new, we usually say that it's used. Probably the most common word we use with this uh or the common term we use is the term used car. Often in North America, sorry, I'm just pulling my handouts up here. Often in North America, when you buy a car, you will buy a used car. A car that has already been owned by someone else. And now you are buying it used. So, um many of the things I have bought in life, I have bought used. Uh I bought a used tractor. I bought a used van. Um my other tractor is a used tractor. Many I don't buy a lot of things new. Granular. So, here's one that you might not know. When something is granular, it's made up of a lot of little pieces. A lot of very similar sized pieces. Sand could be said to be granular. Um when you put fertilizer on your lawn or if you buy fertilizer, it's usually granular. Basically, that means it's made up of grains or little pieces that are somewhat uniform and close to the same size. It wouldn't be all exactly the same size but when something is granular, it looks like that. It comes in really small pieces. Sugar would be granular. There's another good example. Skimpy. Ooh, this is a difficult one to talk about for me because I might get embarrassed. Sometimes people wear bathing suits that you might think are too small depending on how you think people should dress. Sometimes men and women can wear a bathing suit that's too small and then we would say it's skimpy. So, you can see here, I found the least offensive pictures I could of small bathing suits but if you were to wear a really, really small bathing suit, someone might say, oh, that bathing suit is skimpy. 
comfy. So, comfy is the short form of comfortable. When something is comfortable, it's it's a word of its own though. Like, comfy is a word. I think it's informal English but when you say, oh, this couch is comfy. The seats in your car are really comfy. I've used this office chair for a long time because it's comfy and whenever I try out a new one, I don't think it's comfy enough for me. So, when something is comfy, it's soft, it's comfortable, it's enjoyable. Um it's always good to have at least one comfy chair in your house. Mushy. So, when some these are mushy peas by the way. Just that was the best example I could find. When something's mushy, it's not a solid but it's not a liquid. It's kind of somewhere in between. Um so, it is a little bit like a liquid in the sense that you know if you touch it, you can poke your finger in and out um and it's not hard. It's not solid but it's also not a liquid in the sense that you can't really pour it. So, something like mushy peas are mushy. When you make mashed potatoes, sometimes the mashed potatoes can be a little bit mushy. Um uh when I drive on my driveway, uh when it's really wet, if I go off the side, it can be a little bit mushy. So, soft. Soft and where like if you drive on mushy ground, you sink in. Uh hollow. So, when something is hollow, it means that there is just air on the inside. This is a hollow log. Sometimes a tree can be hollow. The most disappointing thing um in the world is when you get chocolate and you think it's solid but it ends up being hollow. At Christmas, there are different kinds of chocolates that kids get but also at Easter, sometimes children will get an a chocolate Easter bunny and sometimes they're disappointed when the Easter bunny is hollow. They think they got a big huge chocolate Easter bunny but then when they open the box and start eating it, they realize it's not solid chocolate that it's actually hollow. Always a little bit disappointing for kids when that happens. Curved. So, I do not have a curved monitor. My monitor for my computer is flat but a curved uh anything that's curved, you know, it has like an arc to it. So, this monitor you can see is curved. You might have something um let me see here. Like the front of your car might be curved, right? So, anything that's not straight and has a slight I wanna say curve to it but that's not the right way to define the word curved uh, is uh let's just say it's not straight and it has an arc to it. We'll say that for the word curved. Hey, let me do an audio check and let's get to the questions. Give me a moment here. Um let me get the questions on the screen. Forgetting where to click. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Uh let's see here. From Ruslan. There we go. Hello, teacher Bob. I would describe you as a very positive and kind person with a nice sense of humor. The day is always better when your live stream is scheduled. Well, thank you very much, Ruslan, for that. Yesterday, I almost forgot to schedule the live stream. Yaroslav, morning, the wisest teacher, Bob. Recently, I came across on two unknown words, bumpy and hollow. What things could be described by them? Thanks, be well. I think I have bumpy. Bumpy is coming up and we just talked about hollow. So, a tree can be hollow. An Easter bunny can be hollow. I saw in the uh, chat someone said, oh, Linda, what a disappointment. A hollow chocolate bunny. 
Yes, always disappointing. Uh bumpy is kind of when there's lots of little bumps. I know that's not a good way to describe it but um a road can be bumpy as well if when you drive you go up and down but I'll talk more about uh bumpy in a little bit. Let's see here. Renata says, hey Bob, I hope you're doing great this morning. Um do you say awesome possum and awesome sauce? He he just curious. Have an awesome day. Thank you for the lesson. So, those are both humorous phrases that we attach to the word awesome. I don't often say awesome possum um but I have heard people say it. It's not super common but because possum rhymes with awesome, I think it makes it sound really cool and funny. Um by the way, a possum is a kind of animal that lives in North America. And then awesome sauce, I I have said that before. I don't know why. It just sounds good. It rolls off the tongue nicely. Um let's see here. Um let's go with the next question here. Hello, Bob. Have a wonderful Christmas. What is the correct way to say I'm gonna let you money or I'm going to leave you? I would say There's two things happening here. I'm sorry we're off topic a bit but I'm going to give you some money or I'm going to lend you some money. That's how I would say those two. Uh so I am gonna skip questions that aren't on topic just so you know. Um let's see here. Let's see here. There's a few questions not on the topic of describing things. So I'm going to Here we go. Judith. Hi, Bob. Would it feel better to you to describe a thing crimson or magenta or just red? We use the word red quite often and we'll say things like dark red or deep red um, or light red. That's probably the most common way to do it. When we get into the more specific colors like crimson or magenta, we usually don't use them on a regular basis. So, I'm sorry. My phone just buzzed. I'll let that be. I'm just wondering if uh Dave or Todd are coming. I don't think they are. Anyways, um they're probably texting me right now saying they can't make it. Um let's see here. Katerina. Hello, dear teacher Bob. How can I describe verbs such as happily, badly run? Thank you for your help. So, when you do something like if you're gonna attach happily or badly to a verb, um like if you're talking about the verb to run, like he happily runs the company or he happily runs the race or he ran the comp- he runs the company badly. He's running the race badly. So, he runs the race. He happily, they they go in a different spot, don't they? He happily runs the race. He runs the race badly. So, a little tricky with those two. Farah. Hello, Mr. Bob. How are you doing? What is the meaning of unbearable? Have a great day. When something's unbearable, it means it bothers you a lot. It means that you don't like doing it. It means that you're really tired after you do it. So, if your job is unbearable, it means that maybe you don't like your boss. Maybe you don't like your coworkers. Maybe the job itself is really hard and at the end of the day, you're exhausted um, and it continually repeats itself. Ty says, hello, teacher Bob. No question today. I just wanna come by and watch. Have a good weekend. You too, Ty. Thank you. And let's see here. Kaiseta. Hello, dear teacher. How can I describe different types of hair? Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Well, the basics are like short hair, long hair, medium length hair. Um sometimes we describe uh how far the hair goes. Like she had hair down to the middle of her back. 
Um sometimes we say that people have bangs or no bangs. So, if you have hair in the front, we would say that you have bangs or no bangs. Then we go into wavy hair, um curly hair and those types of things. So, just a few descriptions for you there. Let me just do a quick audio check for a sec. I think everything's good and we are gonna actually pop back to the lesson because I'm done the question. So, let's get back to it. This pan is flat. When something is flat, it means that it is not curved. It is not bumpy. It is not rough. Well, I guess it could be rough and flat but when something's flat like when you put your hand like this, your hand is flat. No curve. It doesn't go up and down. It is flat. We often use pans to fry things that are flat. You can also say that a tire is flat. When a tire on your vehicle has no air in it, we say that the tire is flat. So, a couple uses of the word flat there for you. Shallow. When I look outside, I wish I had a camera set up. There are puddles outside in my driveway because it rained overnight and I would say that they are shallow. When you step in them, they are only this deep. They're about two or three centimeters deep. When you go to the lake or to the ocean, when you walk in, it's very shallow when you first walk in. When you go further out, it gets deeper but when you first walk in, it's shallow. Maybe only your feet get wet. Or maybe the water only comes up to your knees. And I see someone saying as flat as a pancake. Great phrase. I should have mentioned that. Uh when something is really really flat, we say it's as flat as a pancake. A pancake is a um an item made out of wheat and sugar and oil um that we eat with syrup. Um butter and syrup in North America and other parts of the world. I think there's pretty much some version of a pancake in every country of the world. Um but they're very flat. Icy. So, we're having a weird fall here in Ontario, Canada. Uh it was icy yesterday. It was really wet and warm the day before. It was snowy and icy the day before that. Today, it's supposed to be warm again. It's supposed to be seven degrees. I know that's not warm for you but on some days when it rains and then it freezes, it's very icy. So, we have rain coming down and when it hits the trees or things that are outside like my vehicle, they get very icy. They have a layer of ice on them. The other day, the road was icy on the way to work and that was a little bit dangerous. Loose. There's a number of different ways to use loose. When you tighten a nut onto a bolt, if you don't tighten it all the way, we would say it's loose. Sometimes the um lug nuts on the tire of a car, they come loose And sometimes they fall out and the tire can fall off. We also use the word loose to talk about clothing. This t-shirt is not tight. This t-shirt is loose. Sometimes when you uh exercise a lot and eat really healthy food, you lose weight which is a different word but your pants become loose because maybe you normally wear a certain size pants and because you have lost weight, you have gotten smaller and now your pants are loose prickly. This is a cactus. A cactus has really sharp needles on it and we would describe it as being prickly. Um I do not have any cactuses or is it cacti? Sometimes even Bob the Canadian doesn't know the correct word. Um I don't always have uh, (laughs) I don't always know how to pluralize certain words. I think cactus becomes cacti and I'm not sure if virus becomes viruses or viri. I think it's viruses. Anyways, 
You're here to learn about prickly, not about how to pluralize cactus, hopefully. A cactus has lots of needles. A cactus is prickly. Um there are bushes that we have on our property that have little thorns on them and we sometimes say they're prickly, okay? So, anything that has little pointy needles or pointy things on it. Um so, the question is needles or thorns? We kind of use it interchangeably. We have thorn trees behind our house that have really sharp needles on them. We have thorn trees that have really sharp thorns on them. You can kind of use the word interchangeably uh and you would say they're prickly. Definitely. They're definitely prickly. Uh and then also I'm noticing in the chat someone mentioning that a person can also be prickly. Yes, someone who is easily angered and not happy and kind of grouchy all the time, you might describe them as being prickly. Hey, when it rains a lot, it's wet outside. When you uh spill water, I spilled water on my desk yesterday. So, it was wet. My desk was wet yesterday. There was a wet spot on my desk. Actually, I didn't spill water. My cup had a hole in it and so, it leaked and some water pooled on my desk. So, my desk was wet yesterday. Bumpy. So, we had this question earlier. Um when something is bumpy, the best way to describe it is it has all little bumps on it, okay? Um when a road is bumpy, it means that your car goes up and down unexpectedly. Um sometimes when you are flying in a plane, uh the captain might say we're going to experience some turbulence up ahead. And then the ride might get bumpy. The plane might go up and down. But it also means when something has lots of little um I guess bumpy spots like this. Once again, I've described I'm glad I have a picture here because I'm describing bumpy using the word bumpy. Creepy. So, we did a lesson on Halloween a couple months ago. Uh when something is creepy, it means it's scary. It means it's something that Certainly, it's the opposite of exciting or happy or fun. Um this is a picture of a skull and it's dark and the light is kind of coming from a funny direction and it's very creepy. It makes you possibly a little bit scared or a little bit afraid. Dusty, let's make this a little bigger. When they come and harvest my crops, it's very dusty. Because the crops are dry when they harvest it, a lot of dust comes out of the back of the combine and it's very dusty. In our house in the winter, because we have all the windows closed and we run our furnace to circulate the air, it's actually very dusty. In fact, I have to dust like if I look, there's dust on my computer right here. You can't see it but there's dust on my finger. My desk is dusty. Um so, in the winter especially, I think because we circulate the same air all the time, our house gets quite dusty. Speckled. So, we just got some new chickens and those chickens have just started laying eggs and even though the chickens are white, the eggs that they lay are light brown and speckled. When something is speckled, it means it has some little dots on it, okay? So, you can see here these eggs. I think these are actually for Easter. These eggs are not one color. They have little dots on them. We would say that they are speckled. Simple. When something is simple, it means it's easy. It means it doesn't have a lot of parts to it. Um 
the best explanation would be this. A bowl of cereal is a simple breakfast. If you want to have a simple breakfast, you put cereal in a bowl, you put milk in a bowl, you eat. It's very simple. It's not complex. If you wanted a croissant for breakfast, that is not as easy if you make it yourself. You need to make sure you have the dough and the ingredients and the time. It's a lot more difficult to make a croissant but it's very simple to have a bowl of cereal or it's very simple to go to the bakery and buy a croissant. That's a simple way to get a croissant. Sticky. So, I think we've all used post-it notes in the past. Post-it notes are a little piece of paper and along the top, there's a part of it that is sticky and it allows you to put it onto things and it will stick when it's there. This laptop is going to the extreme. Obviously, if you put that many post-it notes uh, on your screen, you're a little bit too busy but you can put them there because they are sticky. So, when something's sticky, it means you're able to put it onto something and it will stay there. Other things are sticky as well. Honey is sticky. In our lesson about food, I talked about how honey is sticky. Um sometimes, My children will spill some juice on the counter and then later in the day, um I'll accidentally touch that spot and it's and I'll say, oh, it's sticky. Why is the counter sticky? Did somebody spill some juice? Once again, Bob the Canadian always blames his kids when something goes wrong. Blazing. I think I did a lesson a long time ago about fire. When a fire is really big and bright, we say that it is it is blazing. It's a blazing fire. Um the diff the opposite would be a fire that has almost gone out. A fire that is smoldering. That's when there's hardly any flames and just lots of smoke but certainly when a fire looks like this, you would say that it is blazing. It is definitely uh burning really really well. So, buoyant. So, when something is buoyant, it means that it floats. I'm not buoyant. People are supposed to be able to float when they go in water. I've never been able to master that but often when you go out to the ocean, you will see things that are floating and they float because they are buoyant, okay? Um let me just check something for a sec. I'm saying buoyant. Um let's check if there's another pronunciation. Buoyant, yeah. So, you might hear people sometimes say uh buoyant but I say buoyant. So, there might be a couple different pronunciations there. There's another word coming up in a bit that has the same uh the same thing. So, I see in the chat people are like buoyant. Buoyant, buoyant. There I there must be two pronunciations. There we go. Economical. This car is very little. That means it probably did not cost very much. And it probably uses very little gas. So, you would say that it's economical, okay? So, when something is economical, it means it did not cost a lot to buy it and it does not cost a lot to keep using it. So, economical. This car is definitely economical, I would say. Elegant. So, elegant is an interesting word. It means like beautiful, refined, nice is a simpler way to say it. This flower is very elegant. It has beautiful petals. Um it's very detailed. It has nice colors. When you see sometimes um Jen bought a really nice dress this past year and when she wears it, uh she looks very elegant. The dress is very elegant. 
Um it's it's just really nice material. It's really nice to look at. So, elegant simply means attractive, beautiful, um yeah, just nice if you wanna use the word nice. Firm. So, let's talk about firm. When something is firm, it's not soft. When you go to the store and you buy, let's let me think. When I buy bananas that are green, they're very firm. They're not ready to eat yet. They're they're hard. But eventually, the banana turns yellow and it's a little bit soft when you touch it. So, when something's firm, it means it's hard. We often in English talk about uh having a firm handshake. Um I guess during COVID, no one shakes hands anymore but it's considered good to have a firm handshake. If your hand like you if you're strong and you grip someone's hand with some force and you shake firmly, it's considered to be a good thing to do. So, firm, two kind of meanings there. It means to not be soft um like the banana example but also when you shake someone's hand, you want to have a firm handshake. Let's switch over for a sec. Give me a moment here. Let's switch to members only chat for a few minutes. Let me get that set up. As I'm doing that, I'll do a little audio check and let me explain a few things about members only. Thank you first of all to all of you who are members. Members are people who have clicked the join button below. They get to have a a green name and a crown over there uh in the chat during live streams. Uh they get an extra video each week that they can watch and enjoy. Uh and uh they get to participate in members only chat which is starting right now. So, if you are a member and you have a question, feel free to ask directly in the chat. So, here we have a question from Bobby Toe. Is the word bang the same as fringe? Thank you, teacher Bob. So, I'm not a hair expert. I know that hair in front is called bangs. I know that sometimes people have the fringes of their hair dyed a different color. That can just mean the ends of the hair. All I can say is this. Where I live, we would call this your bangs if you have hair coming down here and then the edges of your hair, if you got the ends of all your hair uh dyed green or something, we would say you got the fringes dyed. So, that's how I would say that. Let's see here. From Jamal, sir, can you explain different words for pain? So, pain is usually described with adjectives added to it. So, mild pain, severe pain, um just light pain. I have a little bit of pain in my back. We also use the word sore. So, I have some pain in my back or I could say my back is sore. But generally, if you go to the doctor and if the doctor asks you to describe pain, they would say, are you having moderate pain? They might even say, on a scale of one to ten, how much pain are you in? And you might say six out of ten or ten out of ten, which would be really, really bad. Lolly Lolly says to Ruslan, Lolly Lolly is a nickname. I've always thought that. I've never really thought that was your real name. Kaisera, dear teacher Bob, would you give examples how to describe funny situations? So, when something is funny, if you're describing it afterwards, you would say that was hilarious. That was funny. That was amazing. Um that made me laugh. Um we use that a lot by the way. Oh, it made me laugh when this happened. Um that was hilarious. That was funny. Was hysterical. Um all of those words you could use to describe a funny situation. Uh Wanda, 
Hi, teacher Bob. Can I use wet and humid interchangeably? Thanks. We use the word wet to talk about water. We use the word humid to talk about when the air has a lot of moisture in it, okay? So, I think I described this before this way. In the summer, it's very humid in Ontario, Canada. There's a lot of moisture in the air that makes it feel very warm. In the winter, the air is very dry. Right now in our house, the air is not very humid. But when you talk about um wet, like outside, it's wet right now. I can see water on the ground. Freddie Wolf. Hi, Bob. I don't have a question so far. Let me just say bon matinee. Even though it's the middle of the afternoon, I guess you'll soon have lunch. So, bon appetit and have a great weekend. Thank you very much, Freddie. You too. Audie says, hi, teacher Bob. Why we use junk food, junk for food and car and why don't, oh, why not garbage truck and junk truck? Okay, interesting. So, yes, you can have junk food. You can have a car that's a piece of junk. You can say that. You can also have junk um which kind of means garbage but I think it usually means like bigger things that you don't use anymore. Like our garage has a lot of junk in it. That means we have things in our garage we don't use anymore because they're broken. So, we do use it that way um to refer to some types of garbage. Um and we do say garbage truck in Canada um but yeah, we don't say junk truck. No, we don't. So, I think junk is just a slightly different kind of garbage, Audie. Julia, hi, teacher Bob. I am on my way home and my phone is in my pocket and I am listening to the lesson. It's minus 20. That is cold, Julia. Cold over there in Russia, correct? I think so. Uh stay warm. Wear your winter hat and your gloves. Linda, hi, Bob. I don't have any questions. Just wanted to tell you it's nice to see you and your videos surrounded by snow. Yes. In fact, I shot a video yesterday for next week and it was snowy and now the snow is gone. So, you'll have to uh see that next week. Rod, Mr. Bob, how would you interpret the poetic phrase from Bon Jovi? I'm going down on a blaze of glory. Thanks. Have a great Friday and a wonderful weekend. Yeah. So, a blaze of glory is kind of um it's usually used to describe um yeah, when someone dies in a certain way in a movie. So, it's kind of like you know, they died in a very noble or honorable way. It's kind of hard to describe. I haven't really thought of that because you can in a western movie, you know, when the the hero uh, at the end, maybe he's in a gunfight and he gets um shot. You might say he went down in a blaze of glory. So, he was doing something good while he was um not having a good experience. Uh let me get another question from thanks for the question, Rod. Um let's see here. Hafiez, a common thing now to use literally to describe things even when it's incorrect. Is it now labeled as informal if it's wrongly used or is it wrong altogether? So, first of all, yes, people literally use the word literally all the time. Like, I literally went to 18 different stores yesterday and you didn't actually. So, technically, when you say literally, you're stating facts. You're talking about things that have actually happened. Many people use literally though to talk about something where they exaggerate. So, it's definitely informal. It's definitely used um and I'm I don't think there's any way to fix it now. So, when someone says literally, it might not actually mean they're telling the truth. Uh let's see here. Livia, hi. The people said that it's possible to learn English in one month but I take three years and I'm still learning. 
it's really possible. Well, you can learn a lot in one month but I don't think and I've said this before. I don't think you can learn a language in one month. I think it definitely takes a lot longer than that. I would say that learning a language if you are dedicated, if you have an hour a day, if you have five to ten hours a week and you work at it for three or four years, you will get really really far but I would never say to someone that they could learn English in one month or learn a language in one month. That's to be frank, that's a little bit crazy. I think they're over promising. They're they're telling you something that isn't possible. So, it's totally fine to have been working on your English for three years and to still be working on it. I've been working on my French for many years and I'm still working on it. That's what it means to learn and speak a language. Let's see here. Rod says to Julia, take me there. I wanna see snow firsthand. A lot of people think that until they actually see it and then they wanna go inside and drink hot chocolate. So, but I hope someday, Rod, you can see it. Uh, Kaiseta, dear teacher, please learn, teach us how to describe pictures. Oh, that's a good idea. I think I might do a video on that someday. I was going to do a video about um techniques you can use to learn English outside and part of it involved taking pictures and describing the pictures later. So, maybe I will do something that combines the two. Okay, I'm going to turn off members chat. I know it's only been six minutes but I will still answer a few questions if they show up but we are going to get back to the lesson in just a bit. First, I want to say hi to Mode Eggs. Hi, everyone. Yes, 30 minutes late is on time. Just wanna drop this question and go. Worn out versus worn down versus worn off. Enjoy your well-deserved little break, Mr. Bob. Skimpy clothes aren't good. Bye. So, let's get to the beginning. First of all, hi, Mode. Good to see you. Worn out. When something is worn out, it's usually very close to being broken, okay? If this sweater was worn out, it would be starting to have little holes in it, okay? And you would say, oh, it's kind of worn out. Like I've worn it so much, it's getting broken. Um I have a piece of farm equipment and tools as well can can eventually be worn out where you've used them so much uh they don't look the same. Worn down is usually used to describe something. Uh, if something rubs against something else, eventually it'll get worn down. Um so, your brakes on your car eventually get worn down because they as you use them, they get smaller and smaller and then worn off. So, let's say this if this had a sticker on it and then eventually the sticker would get worn off. I I would show you on my laptop. There is actually a sticker on my laptop and because I use my hand touches that area so much, the sticker has worn off. It's almost gone. So, Hopefully, that helps Mode. I hope you have a good day and Mode is referring to the break because this is my weekend off. So, I do look forward to having a nice weekend. Let's get back to the lesson. Rigid. When something is rigid, it means it does not bend or like if you really force it, maybe it bends a little bit. A wooden ruler is rigid. It's very straight. It does not bend very easily. So, when something's rigid, it means it does not bend or if it bends, It only bends a little bit and you really have to use a lot of force which is different than flexible. These rulers are made out of plastic. So, they're very flexible. You can bend them and they uh, they go back to their normal um shape when you're done. So, when something's flexible, it means you can easily bend it. A wooden ruler is rigid. A 
Like the bow from a bow and arrow is flexible. When you pull on the string, the bow flexes. Hygienic. So, hygienic is used to refer to anything that is clean or can be used to make things clean or it can be used to describe actions that are done in a very cleanly with a lot of cleanliness. Basically, hygienic refers to the uh, to being clean. Um soap. When you use soap, you want the soap itself to be hygienic. Uh when you clean your counter, you do that because you want to you're being hygienic. You want things to be clean where you prepare your food. So, hygienic is basically used to describe anything that is clean or the process of making it clean. Like, it's very hygienic to brush your teeth every day. It's a good thing to do to keep your teeth clean. Intense. Sometimes, the sun is very, very bright. Sometimes, when you go outside and if it's a very bright, sunny summer day, when you look at the sun, the light from the sun is very intense. Here in Canada, when you go outside in the winter, believe it or not, when the sun is shining and there are no clouds in the sky and when the ground is covered with snow, the light can be very intense. If you ever watch some of my videos that I shoot outside on a winter day when it's sunny with no clouds, it's actually hard for me to keep my eyes open because the light is so intense. The light from the sun and then the sun also reflects. The snow is reflective by the way just to use that word again. The light reflects off the snow and so it can be very very bright. That's why when you go skiing, you often wear uh goggles that have some sort of tint to them so they act like sunglasses. Malleable. Some people say malleable, malleable. When something is malleable, it means that it's usually a metal that you can shape without it cracking. So, you can shape it easily without it breaking or cracking. So, some of the softer metals, I would say gold is malleable. Lead is probably malleable. Like it's as opposed to something like hardened steel is not very malleable. But gold and lead I think would be. So, when you have a metal, any kind of metal that you can form either by hitting it with a hammer or pressing it in a machine, we would say it's malleable. And then pliable. So, when something's pliable, it's similar to flexible. Like when you wear a leather belt or when you make something out of leather, leather is very pliable. You can you can bend it and fold it and twist it and it doesn't it doesn't damage the leather. It's soft and you're able to move it one way and the other. So, pliable. Similar to malleable but not as specific to metal. Um means it's somewhat flexible. You can reshape it and those kinds of things. Rugged. So, when you describe something as rugged, um it means rough, natural like this. If you had to hike around this rock, we would say the hiking trail is very rugged. Um and we would probably as a person say that you're a very rugged person. So, a rugged person is someone who enjoys the outdoors and does things that kind of the opposite. Let me put it this way. A rich person might drive a fancy car. A rugged person would probably drive a jeep and go hiking and mountain climbing. That would be the difference. But when you look at this rock in this area, it's a very rugged area. Um so, it would be very difficult to uh hike and walk there. Sizzling. So, when you have something like bacon or steak, sometimes it's sizzling. 
So uh, having some sizzling bacon uh, in the frying pan is a nice sound for some people if you do eat bacon. Um, but sizzling is something that's hot and making a sound like that's my sizzling sound. I've tried to do my best impression of something sizzling. And then we have snazzy. So snazzy can be used to describe a person but you can also use snazzy to describe a thing. So for instance, this person is wearing a snazzy suit. Snazzy means cool or new or really really neat looking like oh, he got a snazzy new car or he has a snazzy new truck or wow, that's a snazzy new suit you're wearing. Um it just simply means impressive um maybe glamorous a bit, a little bit of that word as well. Um but definitely when somebody buys something new that they wear or a car they drive or even jewelry can be described as snazzy. You know, I got a snazzy new watch. I didn't actually. This watch is like 12 years old I think but uh you could use the word snazzy. Hey, I know the lessons are a bit shorter than what you have been expecting. I've been doing that on purpose. I'm trying to finish them in about 50 minutes instead of an hour. So, I'm going to take the last five minutes just to answer questions uh and then we will wrap this up. So, let me get the questions on the screen. Eris says, greetings, Bob. Would you please elaborate upon the distinction between to try, to endeavor, to aspire? So, try is the general verb when you attempt to do something like I'm going to try and get a lot of work done today. Uh I'm going to try and be home on time. Uh I'm going to try and cook something new tonight. I'm not telling you what it is because I think I'm gonna fail. Um it's a kind of soup though. It's just the general term meaning that you you are attempting to do something or you're going to. When you endeavor to do something, it's a little more like it's a bigger and more lofty thing, right? Like I'm I endeavor to be a good teacher every day. I'm going to endeavor to work really hard for the last 10 years of my career. It's kind of like saying you're going to try something but you're emphasizing um it as a little more serious perhaps. And then the same with aspire. It's like setting a goal in the future and then you try to get to that goal. So, I aspire to do really well with my lessons uh and I'm aspiring to be a successful YouTuber teaching English. Um so, try is the general term. The other ones are just a little more specific I would say. Uh let's see. Fyodor. Hello, Bob. In school, how do teens describe things that are in fashion now and things that only their parents would use? So, right now, they would say that's cool, that's hip, that's in style. Um they would wear the latest fashion. They would say, oh, I'm I wanna get like I wanna buy a shirt that's current. Those are all kind of words they would use and they would describe what parents do as just old fashioned. Like, oh, like I wear these old fashioned shirts when I go to work. That's how they would describe it. That is the last question. And we are done. So, thank you so much for hanging out and watching. Again, I hope you don't mind that the lessons are a little bit shorter. I know this one was extra short. I'll add a few more words next week. Um for those of you that are wondering about my schedule, I am doing a live stream on Friday and Saturday next week and I am doing a live stream the following week on Friday. I think it is the 24th, the day before Christmas. Uh but then I will be taking a break towards the end of December. No change right now. Lessons as normal. I do have to say though, I will not be live streaming tomorrow. I do three Saturday live streams and I take a week off. And if you do watch my short English lessons on my other channel, 
Um there will also be no video on Monday, okay? So, I will be back on Tuesday with a video. I think you'll like it. I already did make it. Um I'm getting it edited right now. Um it's about tongue twisters. Sometimes I like to write tongue twisters to help you practice certain sounds. Uh so, look for that on Tuesday and I will see you next Friday with another lesson. I'm gonna say bye to a few people. Bye to Rod, the English teacher and Key Park and Queen and Apple and Lemon Cutie and Linda and Anuat and Eugene was here but I think he had to get going. Um I know Mode Eggs popped in. I'll say bye to him if he's still around. Judith, Kaiseta, Linda, uh Mehdi. I think I said Judith already. Audie, Maria C, Freddie Wolf, Chloe, Amir, Hafiez, Stacy, Wanda. Bye to all of you. Thank you so much for watching. Ricardo, uh Key Park. I think I've said but I'll say bye twice. Thanks for hanging out. Bobby Toe, thanks for the questions. Uh and have a great weekend everybody and uh don't re- don't forget This lesson will come out in a shorter version in two days. It's great to just watch that one more time. Watch the whole thing if you can while you're doing something else just so that you've heard it for a second time. Always a good thing to do. Anyways, bye everybody. Have a great day uh and uh a great weekend. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me, in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.